0: Hello everyone out there in the 6570 Family Project world. You guys, I have a question for you. When a storm comes through a forest, does it make a beautiful log cabin when it's done? No, of course it doesn't. In order for something to be built, it takes planning and designing, and that is exactly what we do here in the 6570 Family Project. Listen, we have a whole new year coming up soon, and that year is going to come and go no matter what. But you have an opportunity to build something great, build something amazing in its place. And that takes, you guessed it, designing and planning. And you guys, I created a perfect... New Year family check-in for you so you can do just that. It's a quick 15-minute guide that everyone can have. You want to print out one for everyone, and it will help you reflect back and build forward in this incredible new year. Go pick it up right now. It is over at NellieHarden.com slash Happy New Year. That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com slash Happy New Year. Right there, no no spaces in there with Happy New Year. So go grab that and get building forward in this incredible new year, new opportunity we have coming at us. All right, everyone, happy building. Hello everyone, welcome. I am so excited for our guest today, Dr. Cecilia Liu. She is truly amazing and a product of what it looks like when self-led discipline is applied over and over and over again throughout life. Dr. Liu, she was a gymnast. She went on to compete at the college level of gymnastics. I was a gymnast. I know how hard that is Uh, not to say that I competed at that level. I just know what it takes. And uh, she was the class president at UCLA when she was going into dentistry. She went on And found a passion for pediatrics and was chief resident where she was and she is still leading today in pediatric dentistry and also in women's empowerment. It truly is a blessing to know her and I can't wait for you to hear her and her advice and her wisdom speaking into what it looks like from her vantage point as a pediatric dentist to see children that are self-led in their discipline and leadership and also her own personal experiences from when she was three years old and started gymnastics all the way until now. So let's go ahead and get started. hello and welcome to the 6570 family project podcast if you are a parent of a tween teen or somewhere on the way this is exactly the place for you this is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention strength and joy come and hear all the discussions get all the tactics and have lots of laughs along the way We will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today, how to show up as parents and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world. My name is Nellie Hardin, big city girl turned small town, sip an iced tea on the front porch mama, who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families. By helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience, and sets the kids up with a rock solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project, let's go. All right. Well, good morning, everyone in the 6570 world or good afternoon. I suppose it depends on when you are watching this. I have a very special guest on today. I know I've already told you a bit about her, but Dr. Cecilia is special to us and she helps us with our family. And that's how we got to know her as our pediatric dentist. But her story is so amazing and how she reaches into communities now, but also what she's been doing throughout her life. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here with you.
1: Uh, <laughs> love you and your family. Always love seeing you guys in the community. So super excited. Aww,
0: thanks. Yeah. It was so funny when I first uh, said that I was going to be starting a podcast, I was sitting in the waiting room with my plethora of children yes. and <laughs> she was like, oh, I'd love to be on there. And I was like, oh, you'd be so perfect because In the line of work, as far as we see you and interact with you on a more normal basis, you see a self-led discipline at its peak. And if you don't have it, then there's usually a consequence to that. And so I was like, oh, I definitely want to have you on just to discuss that piece, but then so much more that you're involved in too. So tell us a little bit about you.
1: Sure. I, as I was born and raised in North Carolina, which I think surprises most people, but it's, you know, this is where I grew up. And I, after undergrad, um, really moved down to Wilmington and started, you know, kind of exploring to the dental field, but didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. Started uh, working at a dental office as an assistant, ultimately led me to making my decision to go to dental school. Went all the way to the West Coast, did all my training West Coast, California, Hawaii, Las Vegas, and then I returned back to Southeastern North Carolina, (laughs) which kind of made it full circle. But like even before getting into dentistry, um, I was a very competitive gymnast growing up, and I was able to get all the way to level 10, which all the levels are very different now, but Um, Level 10 is right before like the elite gymnastics level, which is you're talking about Olympics and everything. I'm sure everyone is familiar with the Olympic (laughs) level gymnastics these days, Uh, but it was very intense training. Uh, We were working out probably five to six days a week. I think it was, if I can remember correctly, it was Mm. so long ago, Uh, (laughs) but it was like four and a half to five hours per day and still work doing like a whole school load on top of that. But
0: wow. Wow.
1: But it was it was so much fun. Like it didn't feel like it was crazy hard.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, so I come from a gymnastics background too. Mm -hmm. literally nowhere near that level. (laughs) Not even, not even close in my dreams could I've gotten to that level. But the point, my point being, I, I understand the commitment that I had, which was big. And I can't imagine the commitment that you had on top of that to get to level 10, um, was insane. I was just, uh, back I'm from Michigan. So in my world, we had gymnastics teams in high schools, all the high schools had them. So I was on varsity for, uh, my four years in high school. So that's what I did. And, uh, vault was my thing. I loved the vault. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I love having that be a part of your story. And so I'm curious, and I would, I would assume that has a big part of it growing up in your childhood. Did you, all this discipline that you had, because it takes a lot to be able to get up and do that kind of work every single day. And then that led to so much more that I see in your life. So where did that come from? Does that, did that come from your parents, from people outside of your family that influenced you? Did you just collect it along the way? Where did this determination, this self-led discipline and by self-led discipline, I really mean, I love Jim Rohn's, um, definition of discipline, which is discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. And that's really where I have birthed a self-led discipline from, you know, when, uh, when children are very, very young, it's more parent-led discipline, right? Mm -hmm. The parents uh, assign you a goal. Let's clean up the living room. Let's, you know, go for a walk, whatever. They walk through that bridge with you and they celebrate that accomplishment with you. But along the line, some earlier than others, depending on what they're doing with their lives. uh, You start as the child, you start establishing the goals, walking through that bridge and celebrating those accomplishments, no matter what that accomplishment looks like. Sometimes it's a fail. I mean, gymnastics, especially sometimes that accomplishment is a fail been there, done that fallen on my face, broke all my fingers, but, um, but it was still an accomplishment because you grow from there. So, knowing what self-led discipline is, then did you, again, going back to the question, did you get that from parents, people outside your community coaches, where did that come from for you?
1: It was really a combination of all the above. Uh, My parents started me young in gymnastics. I was three years old when they put me in gymnastics classes. So it wasn't like, One day I'm three years old. I'm like, hey, I want to become a gymnast. You know, it was my parents putting me into that sport because I was um, a very energetic kid and bouncing all over the place, jumping on the couches and the bed, everything you're not supposed to. So they're like, okay, well, let's harness that energy and put it into a constructive manner. Uh, So uh, being in gymnastics, I really loved it. It was probably the closest thing that I could essentially be able to fly. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the superpowers I really wanted to do. I understand up. that. Yep. Just having the freedom and to just flying in the air. Uh, but my parents, uh, they worked super, super hard growing up. I could tell mm-hmm. like they worked multiple jobs and stuff. They owned a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anyone in the restaurant business like knows it's a 24-7 job and everything in itself. Uh, but they really always motivated me to do Everything that I could to be the best version of myself and my brother and I. Um, and they've always pushed us um, to do that. But having that gymnastics in there as well, with such um, a strenuous schedule, you had to make it a routine. Yeah. And there's no other way around it. You had to um, do things a certain way in order to be successful in um, school and gymnastics. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And yeah. How did school fit in there? Did you go to a typical traditional uh, school? Did you homeschool? I
1: ended up going through traditional schooling. I went um, public school growing up. um, And I don't know if there was any other options for us (laughs) that my parents knew of. uh, So that was just how it was. And that was okay. Uh, I was fortunate growing up in Winston-Salem. We had an amazing school district. uh, Mm -hmm. And I know uh, we ended up moving along the way early on. So because my mom already knew what high school school district that she wanted us to go into public school wise. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we made that move when I was in third grade and my brother was in first grade. So my mom was already thinking ahead way down the line before that. Uh, and just, and I was really fortunate to have a lot of teachers growing up that I could tell they were very passionate about teaching and engaged us as students and wanting to um, have us learn all the things that we needed to. And even like my junior and senior year, I was taking, I, junior year, I took three AP classes Wow. In my senior year, I took six AP classes oh <laughs> <Just my word. laughs> on top of all the gymnastics. So I know like people were like, Oh my gosh, you're crazy. But <laughs> it was <laughs> kind of how the, um, classes just went to my schedule. And it was really interesting to me to do that. And so I had a really strong foundation. Yeah. Wow. After high school and going to college.
0: <laughs> I would say so. I would <laughs> say so, you know, just that just that little bit that you said, though, with uh, your parents moving you into the school district they wanted you to have for high school when you were in third grade i I love that just because the sixty five seventy that's how many days are in eighteen years, and it goes by so fast, even though some of the days feel like they last six thousand days in and of themselves, but having that forethought. And when I work with parents, I really work with them as in, okay, so your kiddo is in third grade, your, your kids in sixth grade, you know, ninth grade, even what do you want to have accomplished? What do you want to have, um, in them? I, I, um, I always talk about a foundation or a bag, even, you know, what do you want them to have in their bag, before they leave home that they could take with them. And so having that end goal in mind, I love that you your parents your mom put you where they wanted you to end up still when you were in 3rd grade. That was amazing forethought and really taking that whole 6570 uh training zone that platform that we have in this parenthood, childhood dance dynamic. And she was like, okay, so this is where we want to be. So this is where we need to go right now. And I love that. That's what I work with my, my, um, my families with. So, yeah. so with self-led discipline, um, I already told you what that was, but how would you say that the leadership Um, that you've had has influenced your adult life. So that, that foundation that you just talked about that you were set up with um, by the time you ended high school at the end of your 65, 70, how does that really, how has that played into what you've done for the last years since then? Sure. It's, it's very interesting
1: because when I was younger, I no way saw myself as a leader, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy looking back at it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I am very much a leader. Uh, but, you know, as a child, you don't always know what that means either. Uh, mm-hmm. I was very shy growing up um, and, as well. And so uh, to look back on what I've accomplished in life and, you know, being class president and dental school, chief mm-hmm. resident and residency, and now, pediatric dentists in this community, it's, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. <laughs> it, leadership has been a very important part of my life. And it's um, more than just the title too. It's being more like, you can just be a role model and share the experiences that you've had uh, in life and be able to just model it for the kids as they're growing up. And Uh, it's gave me the discipline of course to go through all the schooling that I've had and uh, I had one child ask me uh, the other day uh, after I was doing my exam and you know spouting a lot of dental ease (laughs) and they're like oh my gosh how do you know all that stuff that sounded really complicated well I was like well I went to school for a lot of years after high school and we were counting it was 11 years after high school Mm. that I did more schooling so it was kind of crazy uh but the 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 child was just like wow that's crazy but that sounded really interesting and then because like she sparked the interest it was kind of like okay well if you're interested we can like you know, this is what dentists do. You don't even have to be a dentist. You can go into the dental community and do this, this, and this, and really try to inspire them young too.
0: Absolutely. So speaking of those kiddos, what, um, so we've talked about your childhood and your foundation and into your adulthood too. And I want to get into, um, you also help uh, women's groups um, and women uh, leaders as well. And I want to talk about that in a minute, but Speaking of the kids, how does this leadership show up or not show up when they're in the chair? I mean, I have four kids, they're all very different, but um, in our old dentist that we went to before we moved, uh, and we used to live in the Indianapolis area, all of the kids were in one big room in these um, boats. And I loved the dentist and they were fantastic um, and everything. But what was really interesting as a parent was sitting there and seeing all of these parent-child dynamics happening in this room with like 15 kids, all in the chairs, all doing, you know, this stuff. And it was really interesting for me uh, just to observe. And so I'm curious with you since this is your life day in and day out, what do you see as how leadership and, uh, self-self-led discipline really going over that bridge and things, what does that show up like for you being a guide for these kids?
1: Kids are absolutely amazing. And I don't think we give them enough credit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's, it's one of those things that the kids want to be involved they want to be involved in their decision-making uh, and they want to have that responsibility. Then we can't just brush them aside and be like, Oh no, you're too young. You, you can't uh, be a part of this yet. We got to talk to parents first and then you don't get the decision. Like parents will make it for you, but no, we really have to give the kids their ability to have that decision-making too. But I know you said before Nellie, that it's like, you have to let the kids make a decision within certain boundaries too. Mm -hmm. And so say like we have a four-year-old and they're kind of scared to come to the dentist, which totally understand. It's can be a scary place sometimes, uh, but it's our job to make it not so scary and still accomplish what we want to in that appointment time being. And, uh, So say we give the four-year-old the decision, okay, do you want to brush your teeth sitting up or you want to brush your teeth sitting down Mm -hmm. or laying down and not just say, do you want to brush your teeth? Because the answer is always going to (laughs) be, no, okay, no, that's not what we want, but you allow them to make the decision whether they want to sit up or lay down, but you're ultimately saying, we're going to be brushing your teeth. Right, right. (laughs) So it's, and then the kids like it because they've been able to. Be a part of that decision-making and have them have a little bit of the control that
0: they want to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's exactly right. And going back to that room that I would sit in and just observe these, you know, these parents and uh, these kiddos and ultimately it is their body and we're trying to train them to take care of their body with dentistry, with anything. Right. And so when we are in there and we're in the chairs, we're trying to teach them to care. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I see parents sometimes and I get it because I totally want to take the wheel sometimes and be like, okay, you're being crazy. You know, the kiddo, you're being crazy. Just sit down there. I'm going to talk to the doctor right now but really trying as best we can, um, you know, and age appropriately to harness that relationship of, okay, I'm here as an observer and to help you with boundaries, uh, to my kiddo. But this really is a conversation between you, the doctor and the kiddo, and I'm here to help guide. And, um, so I love that you recognize that and see that because I have seen other uh, pediatric dentists and and uh, just doctors in general who are like, OK, that's great. I did the exam. Now it's time for me to talk to your parents. And mm-hmm. the kid is totally left out of it. So I think that's amazing that you harness that growth in leadership for them and that discipline for helping them move along this platform from parent-led discipline, uh, parent discipline, -discipline, self-discipline, self-led discipline along that spectrum, which is a beautiful thing. So do you have any uh, fun stories um, uh, that you can uh, share? No names, of course, but just along the journey of maybe some um, neat stories that you've seen or successes that you've seen with kids really showing up in order to have that self-led discipline and leadership in their lives in your work?
1: Yeah, the my favorite story has always been um, this nine-year-old little girl. She was completely petrified of anything that we were doing Mm -hmm. Um, and it was okay but I could tell that she really wanted to sit there and listen and do whatever we needed to but she was just so afraid and we were able to work through her fears and kind of go step by step of what she needed and really taking the time on our end to work her through that path and a couple of times she was like okay what are you about to do and we'll explain it to her, of course in the very friend kid friendly terms and not just like okay we're doing this like let's go <laughs> uh and just scare them to death but it's just taking the time and doing that and ultimately like throughout the couple of um periods you like okay can you just give me a second? And then I'll be good. I'm like, okay. So I just sat there gave her a second as she processed everything. And then she's like, okay, I'm ready. And then, so we will keep going step-by-step. Step. And at the end point, she was like, oh my God, I did it. And I was like, yeah, aren't you so proud of yourself? Like, and it is, she, and you could see the joy that she was like, I was able to work through it and we got the goal accomplished. And it was just a really amazing thing to see that happen for a nine-year-old too, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then tell me a little bit about what you do with the women's groups. Um, So you work with kids all day, but then you also work with um, women and their leadership. So tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Sure. Yeah. I'm part of the junior league of Wilmington group. We're a nonprofit organization for women that we're basically taking women in the community and giving them the abilities and uh, the passion to really improve the community. And harnessing the, our capabilities, like we have really strong voices and we can make really good changes in the community in
0: itself. Mm, Absolutely. Um, I was a part of a juniors group for a while here in Southport and, you know, I, there is community service community is just in my blood. Um, I love serving. I've always loved to serve. My husband and I met in a community service co-ed fraternity, Alpha Phi Omega. Um, And we serve as a family a lot. Um, We just, we think it's so, so important, but it's also very empowering to know you can make a difference. I feel like that is so empowering to get out there. And go and serve in a way, know that you can make a difference in your community, whether that is cleaning up a park, whether that is serving meals, whether that is uh, assisting in some other bigger endeavor that's happening. But knowing you yourself can make a change is so powerful um, and especially powerful if we can put that and drop it into the foundation that is being cemented in our kids during the 6570 because those core beliefs they are pretty liquid un- until around 10 and then they start hardening, but still it when you're within that 6570, that is when you can make the changes that you want to be cemented in for their core beliefs for the rest of their life. And if you could get service in there like that, that's pretty powerful.
1: Yes. And it is, oh, it's amazing because like, in these, this group of women that there's so many different backgrounds, so many different professions, just kids, no kids, dog moms, the whole <laughs> like,
0: and it's, it's been amazing to work with them. Oh, awesome. Well, before we wrap up, I want to know, is there any piece of advice that you want to give our listeners right now to, um, help harness and practice, uh, positive discipline practices or self-led discipline so they can really launch and have this strong foundation for their kids before they leave home?
1: Yeah. I, w- I would definitely just say, allow your children to find their passion, mm-hmm. find, let them find something that they're interested in and then supporting them when they find that. Uh, And it could change throughout the years, and that's totally okay, (laughs) because they're trying to find themselves too. And ultimately, let them allow, uh, giving them to make the decisions themselves, but give them the boundaries to make it in. And also, of course, clear communication. And I didn't even get to talk about this at all, but uh, with communication styles, uh, for our work and our work family, we've taken a bunch of like multiple personality behavioral assessments Mm -hmm. and everything that. So that we know as coworkers, what speaks to them. So when we're communicating, it's all clear and -hmm. there's no uh, questions about it.
0: That's so true. And I have to say, so this dent, so this is, there's a pediatric side and an adult side. Mm -hmm. And when we started going to this dentist as a family, everyone listening. So when we started going there, I felt like I was The richest person in the entire world. And I was being served like caviar. I wasn't literally, but I felt like (laughs) I was being served caviar as I was going in here. And everybody was so nice that it was almost eerie my first time I was there, like in the most positive, beautiful way. (laughs) But still, I was like, why is everyone being so nice and kind right now? Like, this is so weird, which is a testament to our world today, a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. It it was truly amazing what you guys do there. It really comes through in the work that you do your approach. I mean, everything from the first time you open the door to when you leave, it's like, Oh, I need a nice vacation. Let me go to the dentist said no one ever, (laughs) except for all the people that come to you guys. And so, um, yeah, it's always a treat to come in there, which I was one of those kids for sure that. I mean, ixnay on the dentist. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I was not a dentist person growing up. I just remember a lot of paneling and pain. it doesn't have to be that way no it doesn't have to be that way yeah growing up in Michigan of course I you know this was the 80s you know when I was growing up and so I just remember all the paneling dark wood paneling and pain and and those jars that we used to have to use for um the fluoride treatments and things which were awful (laughs) which that doesn't happen anymore at least with you guys and so anyway um what all that to say the personality work that you guys do, which I find mm-hmm. so important to even between parents and kids mm-hmm. and all of that, it really shines through in the work that you guys do and how you approach your clients. But thank you so much for being on here. I think this was amazing. And I love what you've been able to share with everybody in the 6570 uh, family project podcast world. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Uh, yeah, I think uh, my husband comes in tomorrow actually. (laughs) So uh, maybe he'll pop in and say hi. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that want to love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really, truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community, and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project, and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design, and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days, and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, NellieHarden.com. That dot com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you love the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools in their own families so thank you so much happy building you guys and i'll see you next week